Cool. Okay. So, so should we do the intro for this and then the intro for Buck and then we'll call it. Welcome into the film room. I'm Justin Graber, joined as always by my co-host James Esparza, and this is the Titans Film Room Podcast. Today we are previewing the Titans Steelers Week 3 preseason matchup. So that's it. That's what we did today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can search Music City Miracles to find our show. You'll also get MCM Radio with Jimmy and Terry. So that's all I have to say before we start, and now you can play the intro. I mean, every every game is a, is a test. I mean, every game is a good test in the National Football League, and you know this is this is a good test. It's a physical defense, big defense up front. You know, really good defensive linemen, two good edge players, fast inside. Aggressive, they'll blitz, and so I mean, I, I hope that that we're ready to play. Mike Rabel speaking after Thursday's practice about the upcoming preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football in Nashville. We will preview that game on today's podcast. I'm here with James. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Um, I hate the Steelers, so even if it is a preseason game, I hope we beat them. Fun fact, the Titans played their third preseason game of the season last year against the Steelers as well. Marcus Mariota threw a horrible pick in that game, and the Titans offense struggled overall. So we'll talk about that and more. Before we really get into it, I'm going to go, I'm going to give everyone a quick rundown of the news from this week of practice. Starting with injury news, Nate Davis returned to practice and did individual work. I don't believe he participated in team drills, but great to see him back out there. This has been the, the standard routine for guys coming back from injury. Is first they do individual stuff, and then they stay out there longer and longer each practice. So seems like probably next week he'll get back in. It's probably too late for him to really have a shot at starting the season as the starting right guard, but maybe he'll find his way there at some point. Other news, Marcus Mariota finally had his first day of training camp on day 20, tweeted by John Glennon, working with Derrick Henry, Delaney Walker, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Adam Humphreys all together on the practice field. That was Wednesday of this week. What a glorious sight. What do you think? Is it getting hot in here? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see that offense. Um, and I think we are going to get Patrick Mahomes type numbers with that you offense. Said that last week. <laughs> I know I said that last week, and I'm saying it again. He's going to throw for 50 touchdowns with that offense. I think that we will probably see some of that offense. Maybe all five of those guys. Man, I don't know if Henry's going to play this this Sunday. He probably won't. But we'll at least get most likely the majority of these guys on the field for. At least a half, I hope. Last year, Mariota played until he threw that interception, which came with four minutes left in the second quarter. I almost feel like the Titans offense was being punished last year for being so bad. They had two three-and-outs and then a three-and-out ending in an interception, which is even worse than a regular three-and-out. So anyway, we'll talk about the game in a second. I just want to point out one last bit of news, which is that Harold Landry did not practice again today. People in the media are starting to take notice of the fact that he's missed four straight practices. He didn't play against the Patriots 
We don't really know what's going on. Mike Vrabel said we'll get him back out there as soon as we can or something along those lines, which is a little suspicious. So any thoughts on Landry? I think until he's not starting week one, it's nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, that's a good it, that's a good position to have. So, I mean, we just sit on it. It's just the preseason. He's going to do just fine. And week one, if he's not starting, then we start to worry. All right, so the Titans are off on Friday. They have a light walkthrough on Saturday. And then on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central in Nashville, Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans take on the Pittsburgh Steelers preseason week three. James, aside from no injuries, what do you think is the most important thing for the Titans to accomplish in this game? I think if the starters are going to be playing a half, I want to see at least two touchdowns. I mean, I don't want to be unrealistic and say four or five, but I, I kind of want to see that run pass trend and see if it continues where we're passing twice as much as we're running. And I'd like to see some success on that end. So, you know, let's see some points. Yeah, I agree. My, uh, for me, the most important thing is fast start for this offense. It's something Marcus Mariota talked about in his post-game press conference last week about how they were happy with the third drive, but they got to start faster. It's pretty much on in, in line with what you're saying. The offense has to start fast. Like, it doesn't actually mean anything. We've talked about that before. But I do feel like it's important for the offense to build momentum, considering they're not going to play on Thursday, next Thursday in the fourth preseason game, before they go into Cleveland, who's probably going to have a pretty good offense. So got to see a fast start from this offense in this game. Anything on defense you're looking forward to specifically? Uh, I want to see the defensive line rotation. Uh, especially if Harold Landry is going to be out, kind of see what we have behind him. Um, I think that's going to be really important going forward. And if we can't get any kind of a pass rush going on Baker Mayfield, we are so fucked. Yeah, that was I, I'm right with you. Pass rush. Let's see how the pass rush looks against the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is expected to play. So the first team defense will get to see some snaps against against a good, well, it should be a good offense at the very least, a good quarterback. Harold Landry, as we mentioned, has been sitting out, so I'd be shocked if he played. That's just more snaps for Sharif Finch, more snaps for a guy like Kamala Correa to prove that he belongs in the rotation on defense, for someone like Eric Roberson, undrafted free agent, to try and earn a final spot on this roster. This will be a good game for that because the Steelers notoriously have good offensive lines now with Mike Munchak no longer their offensive line coach we'll see how much carries over into this season but that's an that's something that I think will be worth noting is how the D-line plays against the Steelers offensive line but speaking of importance and important things worth noting this is preseason it's the dress rehearsal so a lot of there's a lot of pressure put on it by the fans and the media for, for this to be a preview of what we will see when the season starts uh, week one in Cleveland. But, I mean, to you, does it matter if the team doesn't play well in this game? Fuck no, it's the preseason. Well, I mean, what? It doesn't matter. They're not going to play the whole game. I don't care if they go out and lay an egg. I don't care if they go out and put up 40 points in the first half. It's the fucking preseason. It doesn't matter. 
So, so we already mentioned last year's preseason game being a 16-6 to loss to the Steelers. The offense managed uh, to be really bad. If they do that again this game, do you think that that is – should it be an indicator of what's to come? No. Because I don't think both the offense and the defense are putting um, complete game plans. They're not – I mean, would you say they're scripting for this game? Are they actually preparing uh, and scheming against Big Ben? They say they're doing a mock, like, mock week of game prep, but I doubt they're really digging into the film and really trying to come up with unique ways to attack the Steelers on both sides of the ball. But, Um, yeah. I mean, then at that point, what the fuck does it matter? Really, honestly, truly. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It's just more fun and more encouraged. I mean, if we're being totally honest with ourselves, as fans, we just want to see our team be good, whether it matters or not. So obviously we're hoping that they come out and play better than they did in last year's horrible preseason week three. But I do want to reference, and I've gone to this one before in the past on Twitter and other places, I do think that the Atlanta Falcons in 2016 – are just a good example to always remember because the Falcons in this game lost 17-6. to Matt Ryan threw an interception. The first-team offense's final possession ended in a fumble. They lost 17-6 to to the Dolphins in a meaningless Week 3 preseason game. The offense for the Falcons looked completely, like, broken. And they went out in that season in 2016 – and had the best offense in the league, and Matt Ryan won MVP, and they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. So, no, preseason doesn't matter. It's not an indicator. It literally means nothing. For the Titans the past couple of seasons, specifically 2017 and 2018, the preseason has been a time for the offense to struggle. And we've told ourselves and each other as fans that this is just part of them gelling in its preseason and it doesn't matter and the running game wasn't good at the start of 2017 preseason but who cares it's not the regular season and last year Marietta threw a horrible interception on the last play of the third preseason game for the first team offense but it doesn't matter because it's just preseason but despite those experiences it still doesn't matter and it's still just preseason even if the team plays bad in this game I mean we're still going to see musical chairs when it comes to the offensive line So, I mean, until we actually have a starting five offensive line that we are rolling with, I I really don't care. It's preseason. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish up our preview of this game, including bold predictions. I think it's just a case-by-case basis, but you kind of look and see how much work he's getting in practice and how much of the full speed, tempo, without live tackling work has he's gotten. Um, and then you kind of make a, the best guess decision on on who you kind of need to evaluate. Maybe you need to evaluate another player at that position. Mike Vrabel answering ESPN's Teron Davenport's question about how he determines who's going to play in the preseason game. So we talked a lot about 
evaluating different players at different positions and based on who what he's seen in practice and who's done this and that. So with on that note, and kind of relating to what you said right before the break about the offensive line rotation is the last thing I think it's worth considering when you're discussing a preseason game is what is the team trying to accomplish? And we talked about this a little bit in our film review about how we saw Corey Davis take 75% of his snaps at the Z spot. And what is really happening in these preseason games? Are they trying to practice for the regular season or are they trying to prepare for worst case scenarios that could come up during the regular season if someone gets hurt and they have to move all these players around? Or are they trying to get an evaluation of who they can keep on the roster to trust to play in these worst case situations? So it is the third preseason game, which we've said a hundred times already on this podcast. And that means that they are doing a dress rehearsal. But what does that really mean? Because, you know, there's teams around the league like the Rams who aren't even going to play their starters this week. So it's tough to say. And as people who don't know what's going on, that's why it's so hard for us to form any kind of conclusions from this preseason game. Yeah, and I think every team's different. And um, it can be all of those things. It can be worst-case scenario. It could be practicing for the regular season. It could just be testing some things out so you have it on tape. And you can evaluate that later saying, well, we kind of got to look here or um, we can give this a try. It didn't exactly blow up in our face. So, I mean, every team's different. We just have to see what happens. Yeah. So who do you think has the most to prove in this game, whether it be fighting for a roster spot or a starting spot or in general? Which, if you had to pick one player only, who has the most to prove in preseason week three for the Titans? Hmm. I'm going to say Jeremy McNichols. Interesting. Um, Just because David Flewellen pretty much locked up that third running back position, even if he is injured right now. Um, So McNichols has to take advantage of that and show that he could fill that fourth role, um, be it as a special teamer, um, which Vrabel has emphasized, uh, especially with Flu Allen, but also just his shiftiness and the way he's been a McWeapon for this offense. So I think it's going to be a really important game for him, both in this game and the fourth preseason game for him to stick on this roster. That's a good pick. And if I was picking this for the fourth preseason game, Logan Woodside would be my choice, but because he might not play, I don't know how much Tannehill's going to play. Tannehill might get the whole third quarter, so... Woodside may not play that much. Um, I'm going to go with Taewon Taylor. And I don't think Taewon Taylor's roster spot is necessarily in jeopardy. But I do think if he wants to have a legitimate role in the offense, he's got to continue to build on the work he's done in practice and translate it to the game. Because that catch that he didn't make against the Patriots, and we've said it before, it was a really difficult catch to make. But it's the kind of thing where... If you want to work your way onto the field more, you've got to make plays that other receivers can't make or won't make. And hes they've said that he's made tough contested catches in practice like that. we got to see it translate to a game. we got to see him be a productive receiver because he's gotten so many snaps this preseason. And one of the things that was impressive statistically about Taewon Taylor last season is that if you looked at his, if you looked at his statistics on a per snap, in a per route run basis, 
He was actually the most productive receiver on the Titans, more than Corey Davis, yards per route run. But this preseason, I would say he's probably been one of the least productive in terms of yards per route run and yards per snap because, I mean, I don't know that at all with any statistics, but just based on the fact that he is playing so many snaps and he has, what, two catches in each game so far? That's it? Right. So I think with a player like Taewon, um, with the mistakes that he's made in, in previous seasons and games, you're less likely to give him leeway with contested catches. Like when Corey Davis got that ball stripped um, against the Patriots, he kind of like shrugged it off where you're like, ah, sometimes he'll make that, sometimes he won't. But if it happens to someone like Taewon, you're going to be like, well, he has to have that. He needs to make that play just because you've seen those mistakes from him in the past. That's a really great point. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, going forward, he really needs to start making those plays because people are just going to be less and less likely to actually continue to ride with him. Yep. So we got to see Marcus get out there and get a fast start. we got to see Taewon perform. we got to see Make a Weapon perform. we got to see what this D-line is going to do against the Steelers' offense. But none of those things are bold. You know what? Let's get bold. Are you ready to get bold? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So go ahead. What's your bold prediction? I have to go first? Okay. Yeah, you have I, to go first. My bold predictions are almost always going to be outrageously positive. Um, <laughs> so this one is the Titans' first team offense will score a touchdown greater than 30 yards. They almost had one last week when McWeapon had that 33-yard run called back. They almost had one the week before. I mean, the first-team offense didn't, but the Titans almost had one the week before. So let's see if they can get a first-team offense, deep touchdown. Just want to see this attacking, aggressive offense we keep hearing about, we've seen a little bit of. Let's see it. Let's see them execute it. Let's see Marcus air it out deep and, and something happen. Over to you for your bold prediction. Well, I think uh, A.J. Brown is going to have 80-plus yards and a touchdown this game. And who knows, maybe he scores that touchdown that's greater than 30 yards. But I think uh, we might get a little A.J. Brown flash this game. That would be a 0% leap in production. What? Well, because he had zero production last week, so you can't. God damn well, anything you multiply that by is going to be zero, so. Okay, negative Nancy. <laughs> that was just a nerdy math joke. Was it funny? No. Should I cut it out of the final episode? <laughs> no, people should see your bad jokes for what they are. Bad jokes. Fine. Fair enough. All right. Well, any last words about this game? It doesn't matter. Skycam. It's going to be a lot of Skycam. That's kind of shitty. I mean, it's cool get to see the receivers run routes and the quarterback's perspective. But last time, last time the Titans played the Steelers on a night football primetime game and there was a freaking sky cam everywhere, Marcus Mariota threw four interceptions and we had a great view of his horrible pass to Richard Matthews. And, uh, you know, if he has a, a bad throw from this angle, the fans are going to go crazy. <laughs> Uh, thanks for digging up some old emotions because I had successfully blocked that game out of my mind. So I really appreciate you bringing that back up. No problem. No problem. We got the Sunday night football crew doing this game, which is pretty exciting because it's the only non-Thursday night 
primetime game the Titans will have this season, barring a flex situation late, late, late in the year. So, anyway, I don't have anything else to say about this game. Pump, pump the expectations. Just yeah, keep keep them low. Anything after that's just gravy. It's a preseason game, but have fun. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Alrighty, well, that will do it for us here on the Titans Film Room Podcast. This episode released on Thursday evening, so if you're listening to this on Thursday night or Friday morning, just know that we have another episode coming very soon. It's a pretty long interview with Buck Rising from A to Z Sports and the 615 Sessions Podcast. We talked a lot about his job, his process, the Titans in general, a lot of broad topics that will still be relevant after Sunday's game. So to look for that on Friday, and then James and I will be back recording in the studio again on Sunday night during the game. As soon as the first stringers come out, we're going to start talking Titans, and we'll have that to you as soon as we can. Monday morning recap, bright and early, will be in the inbox, but only if you're subscribed. So make sure you do that. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at South Texas Titan, and you can follow Justin at titans film room and make sure to follow james at south texas titan i'm saying that a second time because i believe it deserves to be emphasized yes and i hope to see you i love all my followers Ta-da! we did it we recorded an episode